Welcome, fellow travelers, to Never Ending Adventure. We're throwing it back to the OG intro. Uh, I am Russell Dendle, uh, the human. And I'm Ned, and I'm a human, and you're a jerk. Who's a jerk? You are. Donnie, the Looking grass jerk? ogre? No, Russell's a jerk. Why is Russell a jerk? Because it's part of our ecosystem. Okay, so <laughs> I smell? You smell, I attack you, and then... Michael slash DJ Cowboy Hat is the cosmic owl that eats us all at the end. Sniff, sniff. Can you smell what the Russell is cooking? <laughs> um, no, I am not a jerk, uh, but I might be a safety patrol wizard for Halloween. A safety? Dude, I love that. I was just like, pew, pew, safety patrol. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm not, I'm not sold on the idea yet, but that is certainly my initial thought for a Halloween costume. There's another idea, but I'm not sure. Uh, it sounds like we may not even have a Halloween party this year, Dad. Uh, we, we'll, we'll get one. We'll just do it like right before Thanksgiving. All right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I got to go right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll just walk Jeez, around in costumes. so like, late after. You got to do it before. If you're, all right. I am very particular about my, my uh, holidays. For Christmas in particular, it's after Thanksgiving. Nothing before Thanksgiving. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it, especially mm-hmm. not the Charlie Brown Christmas album. I don't want to know. People consider that one a holiday album, but I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue against that It's too that sacred. One. It's too yeah. sacred for me. I also, with Halloween, if it's after Halloween, I'm probably not in the mood to dress up as a as a uh, an anime character, which is yeah. something that we Russell were Russell has about. a tradition everywhere. He just burns his Halloween costumes on November 1st. Yeah, I burn. I go and, and burn everything that is spooky and scary because I'm not about it anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm particular about that stuff, but I, we'll see. We'll figure it out. But I, I love the Safety Patrol Wizard uh, costume that Jake has at the beginning, and then for some reason it's just completely gone. The next, like a a frame over a frame later, it's yeah. he doesn't have like the safety cone on his head and the no, vest and everything. Not at all. Well, but how did how did you feel about that? Like the fact that like you know we've talked about Finn and Jake's adventures, and they are the you know knights of the Candy Kingdom and stuff. And to the, today this episode, if if you can't tell, we're talking about Donnie. But they're just walking around the grass going like safety patrol. They're just patrolling ooh for villains and bullies and bad guys, you know? Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought they were just like, it seemed like like an imaginary game that they were playing for some reason, the heroes of ooh. It didn't really feel like they were actually safety patrolling. But of course, uh, Finn has his gear ready to go as soon as he has any ounce of like spider senses tingling in him. <laughs> Bad guy senses. Um, yeah, but but then Jake. So Jake comes out as the forest prince. This episode is that canon. What is no? What is the forest prince? We have a huntress huntress wizard later on, and she. I would say if there was any ruler of the forest, there is like a magical being that is above huntress wizard. Yeah, but she is like kind of the one that all those like dark forests and evil forests, she's kind of like the protector guider of those. Hmm. So this is not canonical for Jake being the, the forest uh, forest princess. Could have been cool. I kind of wish she had like a, you know, like a Pokemon or a Digimon like evolution into like some sort of a majestic deer. Well, he had the, the, his 
well, jowls had all the or horns. His horns that came out at Donnie in this one. But that's and, what I was wondering. I was like, oh, is there something? There's like another level to to Jake's powers or nah, something. Well, there's a lot. We're gonna go. I mean, the more and more we get into Jake and Jake's canon and his backstory, we do just like learn a lot about his powers and like what that all means in the universe. You know? No. Yeah. I was like, how do I not? spoiled drop anything there uh, nothing that anything that you need to spoil you're welcome to but but no rush on no spoils. rush on that. well in this episode i want to give some shout outs we're going to start doing just a quick intro into to the episodes given you know credit where credit's due was directed by uh larry Likelitter, written and storyboarded by kent osborne nikki yang and adam mudo we were going to see adam mudo's name he becomes one of the primary like writers on the whole show later on like he's kind of like him and pendleton were like the og guys um but some fun things about this episode uh donnie was voiced by kevin michael richardson who has voice acted a ton of things but my preferred call out is he plays jerome from family guy the bartender Man, I'm not a big Family Guy guy. Oh, rascal! I think you know, like many of the people in the uh, the comedy entertainment world, a lot of people don't like Family Guy. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I'd niche. say most people, like, uh, South Park, all those right, like all of the like comedy writers. I'm not talking about like people our age. People love Family Guy. Yeah, but like, yeah, like I don't know. I was watching something the other day saying like when South Park ripped on Family Guy. The Simpsons and King of the Hill both reached out to them in some way and were like, thank you so much for doing what no one wants to do and, <laughs> yeah. and, and call them out on yeah. their show. It's some it's some cheap comedy blows, but it's entertaining and that's what I put on when yeah, of course, I don't want to think. It's funny. You know, but so. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know that character. <laughs> no. Okay, it's, it's the bartender. He's got a really cool voice. It's basically like Donnie's voice, but like really cool and deep. Like, it's like, yeah. hey, Peter. So Donnie was not voiced by the guy who voices Jake the dog. Not it's a that, little similar, but I was it's a just little wondering. similar, but no, it's not. Okay. Um, also, some cool things about this episode. It was originally called an ogre named Donnie, which I think is a cooler episode name, in my opinion, um, rather than just Donnie. Um, and we get Bemo's first talking lines. Yeah, I had that written down. Yeah, I was so pumped. I was like, I was hanging onto the edge of my seat, waiting for us to get into Bemo as a running character in the treehouse with them, you know? And I think this, I don't, I don't know how they came to the conclusion that they were going to have BMO start talking, but I'm so pumped. We're, we're now in BMO world. Yeah. BMO world. We're in now, BMO world. What, so is the controller, is it, oh man, we're all over the place. Is the controller a part of BMO? Cause the controller gets completely destroyed by Donnie. And I was like, did Donnie just break like BMO's arm or tentacle or something I no don't know. no there's you we'll see there's bima has a ton of like plugins and usb ports and stuff like that so anything like connected to bima is like, not like a part of okay yeah. yeah it's just like if you were wearing a, a crutch or something or if you had a crutch or something on, i don't know interesting yeah. okay i mean like, it's, it's an like, accessory it, it's like yeah if you broke your glasses it wouldn't be like oh you didn't break part of russell You'd yeah just be blind i would be upset though yeah i would <laughs> certainly be a, be a little well you upset. see bimo didn't have uh what was it range of emotions or something like that what was bemo's line oh i didn't write it down no, it was yeah, it was know. something of that sort very robotical yeah but but then he did have he's like but you're a big doo-doo head or something yeah so he still <laughs> expressed some sort of an, an yeah, emotion or I he think, was able to emote in some way yeah i think that was the joke is that bemo's they make bemo super robotic all the time but a whole character with emotions and feelings and a lot of 
psychosis, weird, trippy stuff. Because Bimo has to sit. You know, we we go on all the adventures with Finn and Jake, and they, yeah. they bring up points that Bimo is alone a lot of the time and has to burn a lot of time just chilling in the treehouse. Hmm. So he's kind of like uh, the dog at your apartment when you go and work a nine to five. Yeah, and does does something. Yeah. Sleeps. Not your dog. Well, I guess your dog. All, yeah. all dogs. I'm, all do- I'm guilty. All dogs. Everybody who has dogs and goes and works and leaves your dog, what do they do? <laughs> just kidding. Sleep. I'm sure they sleep and, and then they just love you when you come home. Because you left them for the entire day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do feel guilty all the time. I, oh, I get man. that. But yeah. So we we come out of the forest that on safety patrol. Yeah. And we got Donnie crushing all the the house people. Yeah. The house second people. ogre of the show. Mm-hmm. The first ogre was Shrek. And now we got <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing Shrek Donnie, into the, the Avenger Time the universe. Grass over ogre. Here. Yeah. I don't know. He was a bully man. He's on the out or what is he's bully on the outside, but a sweetie on the inside. Mm-hmm. Soft was, and grassy on the inside. Yeah, he's he's blushing almost the entire episode. Yeah. I feel like that's gotta be like some sort of uh like the writers saying, like, hey, you know, like he's you know, there's something more to him than just being a, a little bit of a bully. And you see how immediately he wants to befriend Finn as soon as they start wrestling and and they have this like kind of camaraderie over um over you know, wrestling moves and he's like, I could be like a ninja and get out of that one or whatever. Yeah. You well, know? And that's just, it speaks to Finn that like he goes in there and he is saving the house people. So he was like defeating a bad guy, but he- I don't think he knows about it though. I, I think he's unaware. I think he's blissfully unaware of what he's doing for the, the good that he's doing. Yeah. I mean, but it does show like there's a ton of self-awareness in Finn to know when like this ogre doesn't deserve to just like be sliced with a sword. And yeah, he does. The problem like, is he's treated like an outsider. Yeah, is what Finn says. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I have written down. You know, it's like he's looking for friends. He he needs some sort of an outlet for his energy, a way to be productively like express himself. Is yeah, what Donnie's issue is, and it kind of reminds me of the way that a uh, baby's at. You know, like a baby doesn't know how to speak, and so it will cry. You know, until it has it, and it's just crying for everything. And and essentially, what Donnie is doing is. He's expressing himself by being a jerk to people until he, until Jake essentially finds a way to train him outside of that or teach him or have him learn to do other things via the songs, you know, mm-hmm. um, just like we did as little kids when we learned the alphabet, you know, and the days of the week and all that stuff and, and little uh, poems and, and rhymes for morals and stories for Hey, don't go around telling lies, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of, I don't know. I just saw Donnie as a really big kid who never quite grew up or had the ability to learn how to express himself. Um, and for some reason, he has a leaf uh, that covers his <laughs> covers his parts. little crotch right there. And he like, when he's like, I'm going to turn a new leaf and he pulls it he out pulls of it his out. pants. <laughs> he just starts flipping the leaf around in circles. He's like, I'm going to turn over this new leaf. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. It was like very, very subtle. And I was like, I hope that you caught that too. What'd you think of the little tiny house people? I thought it was interesting because they were, when when the wolves come and attack them, you can see that they just have houses as like shells and they're just kind of like soft mush on the inside. Yeah, they're like snails. So it made me think, I know when the, when the bank guy busts open, you can still see he has bank on his head that that wasn't like part of the, the building part around him. But I was like, do these people get to choose like what they build their shell? Like how they build their shell? Do they get to choose what kind of house they want to be? Or are they born into their role in society? 
I don't know because they certainly. It, I almost wonder if they they just. It's like maybe they just come across a house, they wear it because it fits, and then they kind of assume the personality of whatever building it is. You know, because he's. I, I love the line. I don't even know if I ever written down, but he's just like. Oh, don't worry. All my assets are insured, or whatever. Oh, all my assets are insured because <laughs> yeah. he's the bank, and then the house jail is like get your tiny, get in your tiny cell, get in your tiny cell <laughs> to uh, to the big bully ogre. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was, and then the little my favorite. I, I rewatched it like three or four times. The little house dog <laughs> yeah. that hops across the screen. I mean, you know, it's just like a fun thing that they did, but. Yeah, I just thought it was adorable. Yeah, well, it was adorable. And then you know, if we wanted to, if we wanted to spend a lot of untime packing this, we could get into how is this could be uh, satirical to how we have to fit into society's mold of how we're of how we're born, and we have to oh, if we're we're born, you know, into this banking world, we have to be a banker. Born into the clock world, we have to be a clock tower, whatever you know, you yeah, want to be, I, but. We don't have, I'm not, I was like, I don't really okay. want to dive I, I deep I certainly into. don't think any one of those guys are questioning their roles in society. They are walking around living in a field with an ogre. You know, I don't know. Like, if you got Y wolves that are potentially going to just eat you, if you don't have a bully, you probably need to rethink where you're living. But the funny thing is, Donnie seemed unaware of his place in this ecosystem the houses seemed somewhat unaware of like their place in the ecosystem because they were kind of like complaining and when Donnie was like shooting chick chicken eggs out of their butts at them, you know? And so like that was the tops. The that that was your tops of the episode. The chicken, the, the <laughs> egg pooping power chickens. Yeah. They're like under the armpit machine gun. Yeah. They're all Rambo riddles. style. <laughs> all the chickens are riddles. And it just, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. that's even better than the Legend of Zelda uh, chickens, you know, that if you hit them three times or whatever, they all out brawl attack you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. What? Ah, oh, dude, that is such a classic Zelda trope. If in all the Zelda games, I think even the very first one, there are these little chickens. Actually, it might be the second one. I think there's chickens in the first. Uh, there are little chickens running around. And if you hit them enough times to anger, anger them, no matter how many, like, th say there's three in the field there, like, hundreds will just be <laughs> well, swarming you and attacking you, and it is so funny. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can get them in, sorry, this is so rant ranty. We don't rant in the show. Um, in Breath of the Wild, you can get the chickens to attack enemies, which yeah. is just great. Now, in that game, are the chickens for for rent? Uh, I. It seems like you you have to collect them for Ocarina Time for a task, and they're not you're not renting them. But certainly, when I grab one and I steal it from the pen and I go jump off a building and glide down with a chicken in my hands, I do feel a little bit like I'm I owe something to the owner for letting me use their little <laughs> chicken. Oh yeah, I just I just thought it was funny. I was like, they just had to throw in that little line of, hey, don't don't mess my chickens up. Those are rentals. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorites too, man. But I mean, let's see. We we get Donnie away. Finn and Jake finally show him a little bit of like, we want you around, and take him back to the treehouse. And he immediately like, even in the face of somebody being nice to him, still has these like tendencies to be a jerk. And I was like, do you think this is? Uh, maybe you've already expressed this with kind of how you said you 
felt like he was kind of a baby, like an underdeveloped child. But do you think it's just like he is still, I, I always, th- I thought about it more of like he was being defensive. He was not letting his guard down around anybody because he hadn't had those relationships before. And so kind of he was like being a jerk to make sure that he was still like the cool guy and like he yeah. did, didn't want to show that like he was really appreciative to Finn and Jake, you know? Kind of like your classic bully uh, archetype yeah. or something. I feel like, you know, it was funny that he smelled too because I'm like, don't bullies always smell, man? Yeah, and they, they just always smell. Always the last one in school to <laughs> learn what deodorant was, I feel like. Oh, man, that's terrible. I'm sorry. We're, we're becoming the bullies. Um, <laughs> you can't bully bullies, man. Uh, you could definitely yeah. bully yes, bullies. Yes, you can. I know. A lot of I bullies, know. they're bullies. They're... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but, oh, man, get too deep. But so they take him to the house. They start teaching him the lessons. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff to unpack in this episode because I want to get like Jake wears spider spider silk, yeah, silk pants, pants uh, from, spun by pixies or yeah. something, right? Yeah, and I was like, I I think I can't remember if that's canonical or not, but I think it is. Is that really something that's going to come back up later on? That seems like the most ridiculous thing. To, I think it come, if it does, then it's like way later on. Yeah, and they just like make a call back to the first season. <laughs> So that was really awesome. That's kind of awesome. Um, Finn goes out to help the, the villagers again and the, not werewolves, but the Y-wolves. The Y-wolves, yeah. And the funny thing was, I couldn't quite pin why they were called Y-wolves besides like they explained things, you know? Yeah. I really wanted like a, a further deep dive the into the- spirits of inquiry. Yeah, and, and maybe, maybe that's the point. Is like you're asking, like, why are you a Y wolf? And they're like, that's well, the point. They're also my lovelies. They're your lovelies of the episode. Yeah, get into the lovelies, Mike. Yeah, the Y wolves are incredible. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's something about them that I just find incredibly endearing. Um, and to your point, I don't, I don't really know why. I mean, there's they, they're let's see, possessed by the spirit of inquiry, so they are incredibly intelligent on one hand, but then their intelligence is completely uh, negated by their bloodlust, which yeah. also is so incredibly apparent, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. It's just so great when he turns into like a professor, he's doing like the Asian squat where his heels are flat on the ground. Uh, and he gives an entire lecture about the local ecosystem yeah. and how it all works. And like, this is like after they've been, uh, what is it? Finn jumps over and slams him down into the uh, to the old man well. The old man well says, "What is it? Slam bam in a can." Slam bam in a can. I tell you, that's actually part of my like regular vocabulary. Slam bam in a can. Slam bam in a that's ham a good can. One. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. And you know, he talks about how uh, Donnie, as a jerk, he gives off a smell that it could kill them all. Essentially, or is incredibly deadly. The uh, obnoxious obnoxygen obnoxygen gas, um, and then. Without Donnie, the Y wolves will grow uncontrollably. Uh, but at the top of the food chain is this freaking cosmic owl again. Yeah, he's a part of a lot of different ecosystems. If like I don't think we get we don't get an explanation again, like from the Y wolves or any other character of how he super fits into everything, but he is a cosmic being. So he sits at Probably a lot of different tops of food chains. I kind of love it. He, he comes back out of nowhere. I mean, that's like one of the few things that they've brought back is this cosmic owl from the the Ice Cane Dream in what, the third episode maybe? Yeah. 
but yeah, <laughs> their cosmic owl just comes comes out and just 360 no scopes all the Y wolves. <laughs> um, and then the ending of his lecture before he goes back to his uh, uncontrollable bloodlust, the Y wolf says, um, but it will be a pretty sweet ride up until that point. And what I loved about that sentence, and I think this is what really won me over for them to be my lovelies, is that that just encompasses this entire podcast to me. You know, like who knows where this is going or why we're actually doing this, you know? And like, we're ask, I ask myself those questions a lot, I'm sure, um, just in general about what I'm doing in Nashville and, and my, my career and all that stuff. And, um, but, you know, he's just like so down for whatever his ending is going to be, which is going to be his utter demise by a cosmic owl and or potentially killed by oxygen gas. Um, and he's just like, it's going to be a sweet little ride, though. Yeah, that's the point, man. That's that's is that we'll get into lessons, but just got to have a sweet ride, dude, on the, along the way. Yeah. Well, before we go too much deeper into all that stuff, let's get to our advertisement. Yeah, let's send it. Billy Mays here with another fantastic product. Spiderweb Pants by Pixies Make Pants, Inc., DBA, The Bubblegum Labco. Have you ever wanted pants, but just loved being nude too much? Has your significant other ever shamed you for what you were wearing? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need our brand new Spiderweb Pants. They are oh so thin. I can hardly tell I have anything on. It's because you basically don't. Plus, if your significant other says anything, just say, why don't you like the way I look? Am I not good enough for you? Yeah, that should work. So get yours today for like 18 schmeckles or something. I don't know. I don't know how much silk costs. Buy it today. Welcome back, fellow travelers. Hello. I wanted to try to do my best Russell Travelers impersonation. Welcome. 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 Well, 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 welcome. Hello, travelers. Yep. It's it's funny. That was something like, I feel like when we first did that first episode, I did that little bit and I just was like, oh, you know, we might have something here. <laughs> I, I think we should stick with it. We'll, we'll just keep with it, man. Well, the travelers, I like the idea of I, it wasn't the name that we were going for, you know. I don't. I think we miscalculated the fact that we don't really have that many travelers at this moment, yeah. and so no one's suggesting names. So for the time being, y'all be travelers. And I actually, let's just go ahead and say, I had finally made that email that we've been dragging on for weeks now. Nice. Uh, so y'all can, if you've got questions or concerns, don't send the concerns. Uh, but questions or things you want to ask us, just hit us up at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. All right. We're official, bro. Yeah. If it was a, just a little bit more pro. A little bit more pro. That's what we're going for. A little yeah. bit of professionalism, a little bit of lightheartedness. Well, I what got, I'm all about. I got my see-through uh, pixel or pixie made uh, shorts on. Bottom, bottom up. So I'm ready to go. Russell's just naked in here. I was shirtless, what, last week? Or was that the week yeah, before? Yeah, it was last week. <laughs> so now I'm not naked. I got pants on. <laughs> Just like Jake's never Nick. He's yeah. always got pants on. Definitely. Well, I wanted to ask you a question because I was watching this episode and I felt very much like I'd like watched similar cartoon episodes like this before. And I was like, there's so many episodes out there from like Fairly Odd Parents to SpongeBob and everything where you get like a like a bully character. And it's like a big I guess kids relate to it really well. And it's a lot of like what kids go through. And I would so I just had to sit there and Google. I was like, what are other episodes with bullies in them that are like 
conflicting that where like the bully has some sort of conflict like about their bulliness. You know what? I dug through the vaults in my mind to remember Flats the Flounder from SpongeBob. You remember that episode? Yeah, when he's he's in the driving ed school with yeah SpongeBob, and but I can't just, remember why he fits that. He like he just felt like that kind of jerk bully where SpongeBob just kept trying to be nice to him, Definitely. and he just kept being a jerk. And he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna kick your butt." Oh yeah, and the oh, whole so episode's good. about kicking his butt. And at the end, he gets humbled because he can't kick SpongeBob's butt because he's a sponge. Yeah. And his, his, I just wanted to throw that out there because I was like, this, it fits so well with cartoon show tropes and like. Yeah, I almost wondered though, I was, I was looking to see, is there a bully you can think of where despite the fact that they were bullying and we didn't prepare for this, I, I was wondering if the flounder would go there. Despite that they were bullying, they were secretly or like inadvertently doing something good. Like there was uh, just like this bully, like he's saving yeah. these houses despite bullying. I, I tried to actually Google that because I was trying to go down that same road and it was something, you know, like, I, I just have this gut feeling that there's a Fairly Odd Parents episode where he like wishes the bully wasn't mean anymore and because of that, like a worse bully comes up. I, I'm There probably is. I'm pretty That's sure there's point. an episode where like, and at the end of the episode, he wishes he would just have the same bully again because it messed with the ecosystem of their school and yeah. the chain of bullying or whatever. Or, yeah, or some sort of like, a, I don't know why co codename Kids Next Door keeps popping up in my head on this dang podcast, but like when they take care of the Toilinator and then there's like another bully that was subdued because, oh, Toilinator's got it. And exactly. Then came in. Or I was also thinking of Ed and Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie. Uh, the, what are the sisters called? Oh, I'm not going to be able to pull that, that one the tankers? out. Tankers? I don't know. Is that a bad word? I don't know. That sounds weird. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I'm going to have to Google this real fast. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm literally Googling this while we record this podcast. I've got no internet here. Gosh dang it, Ned. All good. All good. Um, it's okay. If we can't remember names of other shows, it's because we're not doing podcasts about yeah. those other shows. So. But they they bullied you know, our Ed brothers. Um, but I can't think if there was ever a reason they were bullying that ended up like being for the good. It certainly didn't make them any more mature or yeah. grow up because they had girls that wanted to make out with them forcefully. <laughs> you know? Forcefully. Well, that leads me to my theoretically speaking of this week. And I actually think I have a good one for you. But I want to get your thoughts. I want to see if I'm like grasping at straws here or this is just something way out of left field that I could be wrong about. But do you think that alongside with Magic Man being one of the like closer episodes here, that jerkiness somehow has its place in the Adventure Time universe. And then like somehow the writers are trying to convey this message that somehow being a jerk and somehow like not being a jerk, but jerks in the universe are somehow like magically slashed, like theoretically holding the balance of ecosystems together. And because this is now like, I just felt like this was uh, such a close episode with Magic Man. I was like, oh, they were just on this kick of like, hey, let's just throw jerks in there and let them be jerks. And it's just how the world operates. I don't know. I just wanted to Do see Do you if know? I, was... I feel like you're trying to lead me somewhere. Is this Star Wars? What are we talking about? No, this is just, I just noticed it. And I was like, yeah, this seems like a weird thing to note, but I just wanted to get your thoughts to be like, am I crazy to think that that's something that they were trying to convey? I don't know. I, I honestly, it did not cross my mind. I, I, I just kind of figured, 
uh, it seemed like a softer bad guy. It seemed like other than the dungeon episode, like they are setting up Finn to grow, to take on bigger and bigger challenges. The dungeon episode certainly seemed like a, this is a dangerous challenge that he probably shouldn't have been on. Um, but other than that, every episode has kind of been a, here's a, here's a softball underhand pitch, not softball, softball is hard. Uh, T-ball underhand pitch is what I meant to say. <laughs> a, a coach pitch. <laughs> coach pitch. You know, like here's a, here's a layup, you know, that you can have. Um, I didn't really think of it like they're throwing in jerks to balance out the heroism and hero deeds that Finn and Jake might be doing. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just, I just thought it was funny that it was kind of like Magic Man wants them to appreciate how much of a jerk I am. And then Donnie, they're like, you're a jerk, but you have to be. You have to be a jerk to to not have these white wolves come and eat the house people. It's a small ecosystem, though. Yeah, I mean this, this little playing into small circle, but is it a bigger expansion into like how the universe works? Like the magic mans of the world are somehow maintaining this weird balance of other suppressing other evils by just existing in their. Oh, I see what you're getting. Yeah, at. that makes more sense. Maybe that could yeah. be very possible. It's well. Man, talking about theoretically speaking, on a, a very similar note, mine would be more of uh, I'll never forget you. That that final line that Donnie uh, says mm-hmm. to Finn as he as he walks away with a tear in his eye. It seems to me like Donnie might be a turned jerk at this point. Now he understands his his place in the ecosystem, um, and he's kind of being a jerk for the good of uh, what's happening there. you know, yeah, And also know, a little I, bit out of his anger for I've, Ben and Jake. But. I had the exact same point, so I think you're spot on, is that he knows he has to be a jerk and he looks at them with like wistful eyes and says like, I wish I didn't have to do this. I had so much more fun being civilized and being a nice guy and having friends than doing this, but- But now I have to. But now I have to. But I to. think there's, I was gonna go even a step further and I was gonna say, remember my theory a while back about a great uh war world war ooh world war uh that might happen one day or whatever this big battle where Finn's going to rely on all of his his friends and his companions I don't this may happen who knows from uh oh, the past yeah you know the great ninja war just like in with all the the kages and the hokage just no I'm just kidding <laughs> just wanted to say that again on the podcast just to annoy you um yeah. No, but the <laughs> gross, but but no, I was like, and then and then we'll see Donnie. But of course, Donnie's not important, so it'll be just like a little tiny ogre, you know, on on the the line of good, on the line of the good, uh, yeah. And but maybe he would have been a jerk, and he would have been on the the line of bad in now, the future. We see some people come into the universe that like are right in that whole like chaotic good, and Donnie's a little bit of that. Donnie's like that he's chaotic good because it's this jerky chaos, and he has to kind of be like bad in order to be responsible and i love yeah actually like read a note too that in like in the original storyboard finn was supposed to use an item called the steel toed boot of responsibility to make donnie return to the village and so they the story writers were on that same theoretical speaking vibe of going without a doubt it's it's his responsibility and he's matured enough And i love how you brought that note in at the beginning about him being kind of this like underdeveloped child like not having, you know, knowledge of the world and how relationships work and that this is a big step. And he, I mean, goes full 180 responsibility here. 
Man, uh, Penn Ward, and who was the other writer of this one? Um, one of the storyboard writers was Adam Mudo. And yeah, I, like, I always nerds. like calling him out. Calling him out for being nerds. What was the boot of responsibility? Come the on, that is so Dungeons boot and Dragons. Of responsibility. That is so D and D. I know. Uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> welcome to my world. Russell's it's okay. A, I'm with them. I'm calling them a nerd, but only because I'm there. Boots of Chipotle on your feet. <laughs> we both had Chipotle tonight. <laughs> uh, funny enough, man. It's funny. My my lesson, uh, just real quick, is that Finn will. Uh, betray you just to save lives you know that he'll, jerk, that he'll, jerk. He'll, he'll send you out to like well you, you he, he makes so many sacrifices to like just have Ooh be a good place and so donnie's kind of falls under the chopping block here. yeah he he was betrayed by finn but you know he did it for the greater good i suppose i so. suppose yeah it's, it's a bummer he's like he's he wouldn't be my lovely of the episode necessarily but my heart went out to him you know the wild wolves were just so freaking cool yeah i, well, I don't know and bemo's here so bemo's got to have bemo as a lovely for sure bemo's got a gold star i we mentioned it a little early on i didn't want to just hop into my my lovely segment but i definitely wrote down that give bemo a lovely give that lovely a gold star give because that, he deserves it he's gonna be like i'll I'll do it now he's kind of my he he's forever, my forever lovely, lovely. Yeah. Um, just, I remember you kind of saying like, Jake is kind of your forever lovely and we don't have to like give him, but we get the gold star. We can give him gold star lovelies. Yeah. I don't know if Jake could do wrong for me. I mean, especially if he's a forest prince or whatever that was, which obviously he's not, but dang it, that's a cool idea. And he, well, he's obviously like, you know, he basically kind of helps raise Finn, you know? And so he's got this whole, like, I can teach like people how to function in society and jake really teaches him empathy and that's so hard man that's so hard to teach people how to feel empathetic and jake does it in like a day yeah so i'm um, props to jake man we're talking yeah talking about rules you mind if i get into some musical rules that it, we we learned about songs well i'm not gonna bore everybody with a whole bunch of tunes but i did write a couple of musical rules just because it was such an important part of this episode i felt like that's what did Donnie good or got Donnie good essentially was him learning yeah. via music. Uh, so I thought maybe I could share uh, a couple of musical rules that I used to have saying to me when I was a kid um, that I definitely didn't make up uh, yesterday <laughs> while preparing for this. The first one is, well, I just want to know, like Jake says there's a rule for laundry. That is one that I need. If you have that one in your back pocket, Laundry to this day perplexes me. I just throw everything in, put it on cold rinse. You know, like it's chaos. It really is chaos with my laundry. Yeah, I don't know any like anybody who was born after the year like 1990 that splits whites and darks anymore. I put them. It's always normal rinse. There's like a whole bunch of options, man. I've never done delicates. I've never. I don't know. Society's past the need for that kind of segregation. That oh, <laughs> okay. Michael, don't get us canceled. <laughs> Uh, a running joke with my Atlanta friends is whenever I go back, I'm like acting like I'm going to move to Atlanta. I'm like, so do y'all have any good dry cleaners? <laughs> I always ask about their, their local dry cleaners. Um, anyways, musical rules. Um, so the first one is um, brush your teeth, do the right and left. Your dentist will be sure to spot what you missed. So pretty simple, you know, like that's one that I was always saying. I'm trying to get the rhythm's going to be tough for some of these. Mm -hmm. Because I haven't, I haven't heard them since I was a little kid. Uh, the next one is, 
Look all around while driving a car. Hit more people, get a bonus score. Uh, that's another one that I- It's good advice. My driver instructor actually told me that one. Uh, he was a cop. Um, Sounds like you learned how to drive on GTA 5. I don't know. Uh, and the, <laughs> the next one is, uh, work real hard, grow your 401k. You'll retire when you're 80 because Social Security is flawed system that is meant for an ever-growing population that would pay for the old, but we didn't quite calculate that one right. By the way, it's harder to purchase a house with the median income being effort than it's ever been before. And just because you have a college degree doesn't mean that someone's just going to hand you a job with a livable wage after college, but that's okay because, well, I don't know. Yeah. That's like everything you learn in your 20s, all wrapped yeah. up into one easy-to-learn song, right? Easy-to-learn song. I think I might have dropped the pitch just once or twice during that, but... On purpose. Yeah, totally on purpose, and not because uh, I have no... I just wrote that yesterday. This stylistic choice, man. Yeah, I think that one was taught to me by my uh, econ professor in college, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's actually good advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's man, no advice there. I'm going to be seeing you in that money. Well, work hard and grow a 401k because... Yeah, there's no money for you. Because everything else is bleep out the word. Bleep out, bleep up. Uh, man, and then I got a little bit of beef. I don't know if you have beef this week. Mm, I don't think I got beef. It's just with bullies. Just with bullies. Yeah, I think, yeah, we all got beef with that. Y'all suck. Don't be a bully. That's all. Yeah. That's all I got for you. Just, just eat it. Just eat it. Like Magic <laughs> Man blowing up in the sky. Eat it. Just eat it. I was going to um, ask you too on that, yeah. on that bully topic like doesn't have to be a bully necessarily but talking about non-empathetic people that are hard to deal with like did you ever have anybody in your life middle school probably is the best example to pull from just because i knew a person or two no name dropping here where they just were loud and obnoxious and kind of jerky to a lot of people on purpose for the sake of being funny and getting attention and then like every time I worked to pull them in or be inclusive and be like, don't people don't like it when you act this way, like be friends with us. And they would still kind of hold us at that arms jerky length. And it wasn't fun to be around them because they wouldn't like shed down that defensive barrier, you know? And like wanted to see if if you had had experiences like that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I did. I honestly, from the top of my head, I can't really think of one necessarily. I had a neighbor who um, I think he had some anger stuff growing up and it took him a, a while to get past that. Uh, and because of it, he kind of was on the outskirts of our, our close friend group for mm -hmm. quite a while there. And me and him had a couple of small run-ins and I'm pretty sure I had a couple Pokemon cards stolen from me. But <laughs> I might be missing the point of exactly what you're saying but like as far yeah. as like someone who he wasn't a bully he just had some stuff that he had to work through and as he got older as we got to middle school like we spent a lot of time playing halo together you know and like we became and those two best friends of mine moved away and we became pretty good friends yeah. you know sort of a thing um but no i i don't know off the top of my head it's hard to well, think of an example that's, that's a good example i think that's a great example i know yeah. i asked you that because i think that donnie's a hard character to relate to or understand if you haven't had a person in your life that has been kind of this like i've tried to bring you in and i want you to be you know to wrestle me i want you I want you to to you know be a fun person to play with 
but there's just like certain characteristics that like you have to mature or else I cannot hang out with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of things too. I mean, thinking about that friend, like I think that was a time period where there were some mental things that people could have that we didn't really have definitions for understanding of what they, they meant. And later on it came out, that was a big part of what was going on. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, like, like I said, like we got past that as we grew up, as we all matured, you know, and and there weren't Pokemon cards to be had. I definitely want my Blastoise back, by the way. Yeah, listening. it's worth a lot of money now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just messing, man. He's he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely that's about as close as I can come up with. No, right I mean there. I think that's a good, and I think that's why you and I have similar feelings about Donnie. That you're not like he's just a jerk, and then he gets then he becomes lame, and then he's just a jerk again. That we really were able to break down and digest his character as a well written and like a really good storyline of internal conflict there. You I know? just, I can't help, whenever we talk about being a jerk, I can't help but think that at somewhere down the line, like, I'm sure I was a jerk to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think that's always been something that is not a fear, but certainly something that, like, I hope, I just really hope I, I didn't, no one saw me, because I, I had jerks, you know, like, we all had jerks, but, like, I hope no one saw me as, their jerk as their donnie yeah you know? and i don't i don't know if that was the case or i don't think that was the case because i was pretty much like pretty pass pacifistic pass, like anti-aggressive like don't want to be in a fight like anything i can do to not argue with somebody i'm about yeah um, but i mean and it, it i guess that's pacifistic too but like you know uh, maybe but like you know john it's not just about like donnie's bullying like physically shooting butt eggs yeah. out of chickens at people. It's also like the, the words. The, the one that caught me was like when they go into the tree, tree house, he's like, man, this is a cool clubhouse. Like when I build mine, it's going to be so much better. Yeah. And like, yeah. I was like, oh, like just don't, man. Just, just, but we just, uh, I, we just like, oh man, of all the people you've come into contact with, of all the things you've said, I'm sure you rub someone the wrong way. Yeah. You know, like somewhere along the way, unfortunately, I, there might be someone on my Instagram that sees me post about this podcast and they'll never listen because they're like, why would I give him the time? Yeah. You know, sort of thing. And that that sucks to think about. You yeah, know? it does. Uh, I hope it's not the case. Yeah, it does. It, that bugs me too. Even like when I met, I meet people for the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope when I, I leave and I'm like, I hope I didn't like say anything to that degree of like, did I, did I just think I was being uh, an a-hole you know yeah like well i know like yeah on, from a different standpoint of people that like i just didn't get along with that like i was probably more jerky too but just because we are we didn't mesh mm -hmm. and it was like a, a mutual not meshing yeah i think is one thing versus like a i want to be your friend but you're a jerk to me kind of a, a thing yeah but, that's true yeah i don't know anyways that's good food for thought though yeah definitely something we can all think about you know if there's anyone uh we need to apologize to maybe we'll do that this e week email us know. up at our <laughs> nea.travelerslog at gmail.com yeah <laughs> give me your beef <laughs> give, Russell, you give me your beef you sucked in high school <laughs> <laughs> let me know let me know uh let us both know how terrible we are nea.beef um, at gmail.com no that's not a that's not associated <laughs> with this podcast uh yeah nea travel or nea.travelerslog at gmail.com that would be awesome i'd love to get non-bully related or it could be bully related if online you, bully me man yeah well no because we've had a couple of comments on tiktok that i'm like that is 
<laughs> uncalled for. Uncool, uncalled for, not yeah. a part of our culture. Uh, you know, I apologize. We don't have this community yet. So I think the people that are coming across us, and even once we build it, we're going to have jerks mm-hmm. in our comments. And I hate that. I hate that. But it's just, I guess, a part of growing a podcast. Just got to block out the haters. I know. So audience out there, y'all know who the real travelers are. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all know who the the, the, the real ones. The OGs. All right. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, thank y'all so much for following and reviewing us, checking out our podcast. Go absolutely murder that like button on everything we post. Fingers bleeding. Just absolutely choke it to death. I don't know. Um, that was <laughs> so violent. I was like hesitated where yeah, there was some anger in that. That was so violent. Um, yeah. Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast. TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast. Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Again, it's hashtag no Ned season. Where my travelers at that aren't Ned? Bah, 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 bah. Bah, bah, bah. I have only done one tweet with that, but Ned, I'll Ned get back to it. On Twitter. Ned Beef on Twitter. Um, yeah. And thanks for coming out. Yeah. We love you guys. See y'all next week.